0: And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me on this spirited adventure, Tyler, why are you a gelatinous
1: blob with a weird mask on your face? Eh, don't worry about it. It was just, uh. I just spent a weekend at a bathhouse. Also, um, I learned a bit more about, uh, questions from, uh, today's movie. Okay. What? Was today's movie not Spirit the uh, Sally of the Cimarron?
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: You know what's hilarious? Uh, right before we started recording this, I told my older sister, uh, that we were watching Spirited Away. And she gave me that exact same answer, wow. and I had the joke prepared and everything. Nice. So I guess great minds think alike.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That is really funny. <laughs> uh, as as Tyler has said, um, we are now covering Spirited Away. Which, uh, if it's not Princess Mononoke, uh, uh, if it's not Princess Mononoke, a lot of people consider this either their gateway or the crown jewel. When it comes to referring to CEO Ghibli's masterpiece, and I'll give my thoughts on it as we go on. Um, but Tyler, we're now, like you said last week, this is the opposite of Princess Mononoke, where like I was, I was the movie that I first saw and was wowed, and both terrified by the visuals in it and captivated by the story. What? Tell me, me nostalgic for Spirited Away back in two thousand and one. Did you see it
1: when it first came out? I didn't see it when it first came out. Um, I think I mentioned on the game's cast a few times that uh, back in high school, uh, we would have this uh, After Friday video game club in the art room where a whole bunch of uh, classmates would set up like game consoles and movies and stuff. And it was pretty cool. We played a whole bunch of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, a whole bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! And they put on several movies like Advent Children, one of the Bleach films, I forget which, they all kind of blend together. And this one, Spirited Away, which was actually my first exposure to not only this film, but also Studio Ghibli as a whole. This is the first Ghibli movie that I recall seeing, and it's been a hot minute since I've seen it, so I only remembered bits and pieces before uh, today's viewing. So, yeah, that's my perspective on it.
0: Nice. So I, I remember, because we got it in 2002... And I rem- we at least America did, the the America did, and I remember seeing promos for it. I remember, obviously, you you know, no face is something you're going to recognize instantly. That's like the one. That's like the big thing you're going to take away from this movie. Yes, and but I never watched it. I don't know why, I never did. And, and even like, cause like, I I don't even know if I considered it a Ghibli movie. Cause even at this point, I had seen Princess Mononoke, and then I think after that, I had seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I never connected that this was the same one, and I just never saw it. Uh, and then so, um, but then you know, years being social media, you just see this no face meme over again and now remembering the little girl who dressed up as no face scaring the crap out of her classmates uh i think she's a little japanese girl uh you've seen it everywhere uh especially now that we're in halloween how funny that we're covering we're watching this movie in the in the spirit of halloween um pretty fitting but uh let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down the in uh in uh it's japanese title is send to chihiro no kamekakushi um or send in Chihiro's uh and Chihiro's Spiriting Away, as what it translates to. Uh, this was uh, directed by Hayao Miyazaki. This was written by Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, this um, was uh, released July 20th, 2001, in Japan, with a runtime of 125 minutes, had a budget of $19. dollars uh, and then had a box office of $395.8 million. Uh, I don't have the box office stats, but I know... I, I know um, uh my name of Toro is definitely the number one, but I think this is one of the higher ones along with um uh Princess Mononoke. Um so as our uh uh in terms of our, our uh cast, uh I don't know how to pronounce her first name. Uh Davie Elizabeth Chase is um uh Chihiro or Sen as she's called for most of the movie. Uh Jason Marston. No, we we, we didn't get um oh god, what's the what's the uh, james, james Marston. we didn't get james so we got jason martin it's like let's go to let's go to let's go to walmart not target target is is uh james um then we have suzanne plichette as both y- yubaba and Zuniba, the witches the two witches sisters we have sir da- david ogden steers as kamaji uh susan again as lynn paul iding as uh Chichiaku, John Ratzenberger as Anaki, the assistant manager. Uh, Bob uh, Bergen voicing both No Face and Augur. I apologize for pronouncing that wrong. Uh, Roger Bumpass voices Bande Geru. You may
1: recognize a Squidward. Exactly.
0: Um, Tara Strong voices the baby. Michael Chiklis, which I rec- I was like that fucker sounds familiar. As um, Akio o- uh, Ogino, which is uh, Chihiro's father, Lauren Holly voices Yuko Ogino, uh, Chihiro's mother. Jim Ward voices the river spirit, and Jack Angel is the radish spirit. So not a big cast of him, a lot of actors, but it's mostly a story about a spunky young girl. Um, so what is Spirited Away? Now I want to ask you this, Tyler. Without, what would you, how would you describe Spirited Away if you've only seen like No Face and like maybe some of the other stuff surrounding the bathhouse stuff?
1: Alright, so the best way I could describe this film is basically a sort of coming of age slash adventure film with a bit of slice of life and a whole bunch of weird Pompoko shit. That's probably the best way I could describe this film without giving too much away.
0: Yeah, because it, it, it basically starts off with our main character, Chihiro, um, or so let's just call her Sen for short, because that's what she's mostly known for the most of this movie. Um, she's being moved, reluctantly moved from, I guess, probably Tokyo, more than likely, or a high uh, city area, to a country film, and I'm like, oh my god, is this is this the beginning of My Neighbor Totoro all over again, but this time the kid is miserable versus like those kids were happy. And and her parents uh, they they see their house and they take this cut across the woods and they notice this peculiar tunnel um, and Sen immediately you get the vibe from her that she's very bratty she's very like spoiled in the sense of she's very privileged in her life and she's kind of unhappy with the fact that she had to leave her life behind for whatever her parents and that's not really important i can relate. um and so they go down this tunnel sen is really really scared um and uh and they the parents come across and they see this amusement park um or festival area, rather, it's more of a festival area. They call it a amusement park in the movie, but it's more like a like a traditional Japanese festival area. And he smells food, and and this movie is normal for the most part. And I say that emphasis is normal. And then, God, if you are not like I, if there's one word I have to describe this movie, it's surrealism, because that's this movie. The second um, uh, Sen realizes something's going on uh, shit's car starts getting really crazy. Her parents are turning to pigs and I had PTSD, uh, flashback to, Oh to,
1: no, they got the pompoco disease.
0: Yeah. I, I was thinking Princess Mononoke and the boars cause there's,
1: a, uh, Porco Rosso, sorry. Yeah.
0: Porco Rosco, Exactly. Um, uh, except, you know, um, but like, uh, like her parents are turning to horrifying pigs. It's just, and it's really, it's a really terrifying shot. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, they're, she's being chased, uh, in this in this weird sort of area, um, and, t- and she's she's panicking like as any you know how how old would we say she is like, ten maybe eleven if that yeah like ten years 10, old. 10, 10, 11 years old um, and she's panicking she's of course doing anything a normal kid would probably be reacting you know worried about her mom and dad worried about her thinking it's a bad dream. Uh, until this barge comes up, in which she is, uh, she gets on it because hey, no other choice. Um, and uh, it turns out it's a it's it's a say to a bathhouse um, where all these spirits come in, and now pretty much uh, she is taken in by uh, this uh, by Haku who is a servant of the witch Yababa. Um, and he basically helps her out and gets her a job working for yababa um along with a lot of shenanigans inside so it's like i was and 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 it doesn't sound like it but it is a coming of age story because it's her character arc and everything like that but there's a lot of weirdness in this movie visually
1: yeah there's a lot going on in this film for sure and it would be a big disservice to like go over every single thing we'd be here all day right
0: one thing you can tell is because we mentioned this with the yamada film last week uh, is that that was their first film using CG, like, uh, computers to draw stuff. And because you go from, uh, um, uh, you go from, um, uh, oh, God, I had the list. Princess Mononoke, which is the last traditionally hand-drawn um, uh, animation. Then Yamada is the first time with computers. And this movie looks so different in, like, the best possible way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was pretty fooled by the fact that uh, this is uh, digital animation. I thought it was all hand drawn at first.
0: Right, exactly. And and like and a lot of what I noticed it is um is like the facial expressions. There's a lot of there's a lot of like obviously there's like the fire effects and so and the CGI stuff and, and that kind uh, and stuff like that. Um, but uh, what I noticed was um like, the facial expressions and just, like, how, like, minute they can be, the characters are more expressive, um, and then, like, the backgrounds just became that much more richer with how many characters were doing things, especially a movie like, like this with all sorts of random spirits.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: Like, again, I, I like, like, this. I feel like this is, this is the turn, right, where, like, it's still Ghibli. And it's still easily recognized as Ghibli because it has the Ghibli faces and the aesthetics. But there's a line, and and like, and I think it's for the better because it, the, it makes the film like the the film. The colors in this movie just feel brighter than the other ones, and, and I, maybe it's just me, but I feel like the colors are just simply brighter in this movie.
1: Yeah, aesthetically, this film really stands out, and it does benefit from that.
0: Uh, yeah, um, and I, I really loved how it feels like, it, working in this bathhouse, that Miyazaki and like his team thoroughly thought out how this bathhouse should be constructed, how it works, especially when we meet uh, the, the Spider-Man, not not the Spider-Man, but the, um, oh god, uh, Kamaji. Uh, Kamaji, yeah, we make
1: looks like Dr. McMahon yeah. with a bunch
0: of arms. <laughs> exactly. Um, and his soot creatures. Um... And, uh, Which
1: kind of look like the little soot creatures from My Neighbor Totoro. A little
0: bit, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I I would say there's definitely some pull from there, um, you know, um, like how he pulls, like they send him tokens and they pull, he pulls down the thing. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of detail going into it that most people probably wouldn't care about, but I loved it because it gave it gives that this little small world, uh, a, a like a. a like a. a like it feels more real, tangible, despite it being about spirits.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on in the bathhouse. It, it almost as if the bathhouse itself is its own character. It, and that's pretty cool.
0: Exactly. So let's go ahead. Like I said, there's a couple of characters, but our main character I want to focus on is Chihiro or Sen. And she's the main character of it. And she's pretty much a. Um, initially she, she's like the bratty kid like she doesn't want to do anything she's very reluctant to do anything she's kind of like um when she's with her parents and then she is uh and actually she's very stubborn very stubborn and very loud and kind of clumsy um but i really enjoyed her character arc from when you start this movie to by the end and how she basically resolves everything
1: Yeah, as a character, she's pretty relatable. Um, I was a pretty cowardly little kid at that age, so... And uh, as someone who moved from place to place with my dad being in the military, I can relate with uh, her reluctance of moving to a new place and adjusting to new surroundings. Not so much all the demon shit.
0: Yeah, although it can feel like that sometimes um especially when you're not familiar with everything uh especially how she got used to it like by the end it was just like whatever it's just it's just what it is um like i really felt for her when uh she's with uh when she's i get when she's with uh lynn um uh and lynn's kind of giving her the tour and um she's one of the one of the uh we don't know what those they're spirits right all those women working there are spirits um
1: yeah, they're all spirits working in this bathhouse. And they all have a deep-seated hatred for humans, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um... Uh, which is not... Which is definitely lines up with with the Ghibli movie. The the, 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 the the sort of the spirit world hates what the human world has done. It's very... Not the center focus here, but it's definitely there. Because it's in every Ghibli movie, it seems. Um... But that moment when Lin takes her into the room and shows her her room, trying to like find her uniform right, and and um, when uh, Chihiro just kneels over and starts crying because like she's hungry, she's tired, her parents are pigs, she's in this surreal world. Like, I'm like, and it kind of remi- makes me wish we got more of these characters that like this versus like a lot of characters we get, like, we get, like, obviously, she. Like, she becomes what she becomes, but, like, it was refreshing to see a sense of humanity with her where it's overwhelming as fuck to what she's doing and where she's at. She's on another plane of existence, and she's being asked to cope with it and work, uh, work your ass off. Yeah,
1: especially asking that of a little kid is, um... Is pretty tough to deal with, but the fact that she gets over it uh, pretty quickly um, is pretty indicative to her evolution in this film. Right?
0: She accommodates. He struggles still. Like I think, honestly, I think my favorite sequence in this movie is there is this. Uh, they think it's this. It's a oh god, what do they call it? A it's it's one of the spirits, but it smells like shit. It literally looked like shit. Um,
1: it's the great mighty poo. Yeah,
0: and and like the it comes in and. Uh, this is after both, uh, Chihiro and Lin were cleaning the big bathhouse, um, and Lin... Okay, I thought she let the water overflow, but I guess she managed to stop it, because like, oh my god, the water's gonna overflow, but I guess she managed to stop it, um, and so, but, uh, Chihiro, uh, gets assigned to help this extremely dirty shit monster, to even the point where his breath is so toxic, and, like, you see, like, they have to be respectful, because it's a guest, um like that whole scene where she's trying to get the water and then she get the water comes down and she's stuck in him and ultimately freeing this uh monster or the spirit of of the uh of the i guess the dirt or this wound that this thing that was stuck in him and it was a river spirit Got a
1: whole park inside of him. yeah
0: um it was nuts um like, like you never know what to expect but that that right there and i think that that to me was her uh um, the turning point of, uh, of her character. Um, cause then... Yeah, I would say so. Cause then she starts winning the exception, the, uh, exceptions over the, uh, the demons and stuff like that. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely a lot of, uh, a lot to take in. Um... And 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 pretty much like the plot is is to get her parents back and to get to the human world, but it it feels almost like a back burner because there is a secondary plot if you want to go into that, Tyler.
1: Yeah, pretty much uh, the secondary uh, protagonist. Of this film is a young man named Haku who pretty much tries to help Chihiro get home. Unfortunately, uh, he's also under the thumb of uh, Yubaba, who is the the caretaker of the bathhouse, and she is also an evil witch, which is something that we probably haven't seen in Kiki's literary service. Uh, she's just trying to make a profit off of uh, cleaning spears in this bathhouse, but she pretty much uh, also makes a living out of turning people into pigs.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um... Uh, um... You know, and in and, and there's this, uh, and like, as you meant, and, and like there, the only thing I feel like that could have explained, like that could have made this film enjoyable for me, because I was really enjoying it, but then they have like there's a point where all of a sudden Haku is under under danger, uh, who is uh, there's like a whole significance of him that I felt that we missed out on.
1: Yeah, um, his whole backstory is kind of glossed over, but. I feel like um, Chihiro's um, story kind of uh, takes precedence over it, and I don't mind it.
0: That right. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter uh, in the sense of what the story they are telling. In that, um, it's about her getting home and her helping um, Haku. Uh, was only like the 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 the, the result of that. Um, it just all of a sudden like everything's fine, and then next thing you know, she's on the run um, from everything. Um, so. <laughs> Let's, let's, because like I said, there's other characters in this, but they don't really get the time to shine as much as Chihiro does. Like everything else is, I feel like every character in this movie is a subservience to Chihiro, whether as an ally or as because there's not really a villain in this at all. They're more like antagonists or things that Chihiro has to overcome in order to get out of the purgatory she's basically locked in.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um. You could kind of say that the No-Face is kind of a villain, but also not. I mean, he does uh, end up helping her in the end, even though he goes around eating people and being a complete creepo. Right,
0: let's talk about No-Face, because... This is the ki- when people think of Spirit of the Way, whether they've seen it or not, this is the first thing they're gonna think about. Because it's such an icon
1: I kid you not, when I first played Blaze Blue back in twenty ten, there's a character in that game called Arukane. He is literally just no right. face. And it reminded me of this movie like immediately. I-
0: is that like a Japanese spirit thing? Like that has to be, right? Um I believe it is. Okay. Um that's probably why, and it's just like the, the connection with no face. Um but, like, No-Face has no dialogue. There's, there's a reason why, when I listen to the cast-off, there is no voice actor for No-Face, because No-Face doesn't talk. No-Face will go, uh, 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 and it almost sounds, at least from the dub we watched, like a feminine voice, but it's never really clear. Um, and it's... currently it me for a long time, it's never really stated why No-Face follows Chihiro, other than it's fascinated with the fact that she's human.
1: Um, basically, there was a point where he was just standing outside of the bathhouse, and Chihiro notices, uh, that this dude is just standing out in the rain, and she's all like, I'm gonna let you in, and, um, I believe her kindness is what attracts No-Face to her.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that would make sense, and so, um, No-Face is kind of, like, hanging out in the corner, like, very creepily, like, almost, like, I feel...
1: <laughs> kind of like that one kid from Hey Arnold.
0: But not the not the nasally breathing. Um, I was gonna say Michael Myers. Like I feel like if you cut up all of um, No Face's scenes and you put the Halloween theme into it, it would be it would it would line up <laughs> perfect. Um, and and um, No Face is seemingly harmless uh, until uh, one of the frog spirits, uh, I guess Kappa would be the appropriate uh, name, um, finds No Face in the bathhouse after they close, and No Face has the ability to. Well, we think it's gold, but it's not gold. It's, it turns out it's dirt. We find out later on. And No-Face just eats him. And it's... I... I was immensely disturbed by the fact that he has a face. No-Face has a face... Has a mask. But its mouth is below it. And that's how it eats.
1: That's some HR Geiger shit right That there. was
0: horrifying. And um, he uses the frog... To talk um also assuming that he can take on he can like he doesn't kill the people they're just in his stomach, which is i can't they do, well there is a there is fate's worse than death, I guess um so like he in in he like I guess he wants to see Chihiro so bad because like he's just obsessed with her at this point um
1: that in the bathhouse is turning crazy apparently yeah.
0: Um, there's that little underlying plot line that that's kind of gets neglect, uh, glossed over, um, and like it just goes crazy. He turns into like he almost, especially at one point, he's almost like the demon thing from Princess Mononoke a little bit. Not as terrifying, yeah. but it's close.
1: It's a close second for sure. Like,
0: what is up with Studio Ghibli putting, like, you know what? Here's this nice wholesome horror, uh, Nightmare Fuel Bitch and Joe. Gelatinous Blob Monster, blah. Ex- Exactly. I guarantee. Were you. F- okay, let me ask you this. As you were a kid when you watched. Did you get freaked out by No Phase? Or were you like, oh, cool. Cool character, bro?
1: No, I was definitely creeped out by him. I don't specifically remember the scene where uh, he becomes a fat blob and starts chasing uh, Sen down um, throughout the bathhouse, but so I didn't really think much of it until I saw Arukune and Blaze Blue.
0: Right. Like, that whole section was, was really, really it was extremely fun. Um, uh, Even to the point where both Lin uh, and, um, uh, and uh, Chihiro have to chase him off, and you can see him No-Face hanging out on top of, like, I guess, like, the bathhouse... And just jumps in the river water. Like, that's some... That's some serial killer shit right there. Um... Like... Overall, I... I really enjoyed... Um... This movie.
1: Yeah, this is a fun time. Um... Most of the characters do seem secondary. Um... But it is a fun ride, nonetheless.
0: Yeah. I... I think my personal likes lean to princess Mononoke. i think after all this my personal feelings will still lean towards princess Mononoke. but that being said this is this i i think i enjoy chihiro's journey more um and i think the visuals are just something to die for in this movie
1: yeah for sure uh aesthetically it's one of the best looking anime films that i've seen in a while uh, and, uh, I think it still holds up after, uh, over 20 years.
0: Ex- oh, exactly. I mean, like, you could tell me, um, it, it came out now, uh, in, in, on, in all honesty. Uh,
1: Shit, it's still playing in theaters to this day. Yeah. I saw a th- uh, showing for later this afternoon. Yeah. Had a local theater. Oh, that would, that
0: would be so great to see this in the, um, in the theater, like, on, on a big screen. It was already beautiful on my, uh, on, on my own TV, but... Um, I'm really glad I watched it. Um, again, not like I said. Um, I prefer. I think I prefer *Mononoke* still, but this is still. I could see easily why people view this as, uh, as a as a crown jewel in their achievement. It, it definitely, for sure, in the um in the uh, in at least the art direction for sure. And of course, it still has that yeah for sure that that that, that Ghibli charm.
1: As their first movie in the new millennium, this is a huge step forward. Um, Embracing the new animation technology as well as uh, retaining the Ghibli spirit definitely makes this uh, a crown jewel in their uh, lineup of movies.
0: Exactly. Okay. Um, All right. Let's go ahead. Anything else to say about it, buddy? Any personal things you want to talk about with this movie? Uh.
1: Well, I mean, we could talk about Yubaba and Zaniba, uh, since they're pretty much the same character. We kind of glossed over them. All
0: right, you, uh, go ahead.
1: Um, so as I stated before, Yubaba is pretty much uh, the caretaker slash um, witch that uh, pretty much places a curse on uh, on Chihiro's uh, parents and also uh, contracts her soul by stealing her name and uh, just calling her sen. Because apparently taking a few kanjis uh, turns to and into Sen. It's more of a Japanese thing. Right,
0: right. It works better and, that
1: way. Uh, yeah, she does seem like a evil witch villain that only cares about uh, making a profit. Right. But you also learn that she also has a, a baby in her care. A
0: ridiculous... A baby. Like, like, like okay... That moment when Chihiro is or Sen is in the in the playroom and she's with the baby and the baby grabs her arm and the baby goes play with me i'm going to break your arm like oh my god like that's fuck no face that baby is terrifying
1: Yeah that baby is much creepier than no face by a wide margin <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ Um and there's no explanation why it's a huge baby it's just a huge damn baby
1: Listen, man, um, the spirit world is pretty incomprehensible to us normies, so I'm pretty sure uh, it's normal to them.
0: Exactly. Um, But I do like how when we meet the other twin sister, Zaniba... Well, number one, I have to say, the one thing I remember from trailers to this movie was when um, Yubaba encircles um, Haku... With her hair like that, I remember that. Like, I was like, oh my god, I just unlocked a, a core memory of like seeing that when I'm like 12 years old. Um, and because like that, that part is so visually striking, but um, I do like the uh, the contrast that Zaniba says we're twin sisters, but we're completely different. Like, that was such a cathartic thing, uh, to see, um, init- initially at least.
1: Yeah. Zaniba is pretty much the polar opposite of Yubaba in almost every way. Uh, Apparently she was supposed to be uh, much taller and skinnier in concept art, but... Uh, opted to make her look exactly like her sister for the final release.
0: I think it worked better because it shows they're like the same, but like even if you are the same visually, yeah, you can be completely different personality wise. I, I really like that sort of message. She was a
1: sweet granny uh, c- uh, compared to her sister, which was kind of refreshing in all honesty. Yeah,
0: exactly, for sure. Um, by the way, the Z- definitely drawing in on like i don't i don't it feels like he was drawing like i know this is definitely japanese focused but like i couldn't help but think of like western europe western like european which is like the big noses and the big heads and stuff like that like zaneva also is visual.
1: their heads are huge yeah
0: they're, they're look listen maybe don't watch this kid with an eight year old or a five year old because there's some shit that's going to freak them out there's a lot of shit in here that'll freak them out um sure. not to mention no face being like Visually the most terrifying, let alone the baby. He's going to break your arm because he doesn't play with you. Um, and uh, and it felt like they were trying to do a romance uh, angle between um, Chihiro and Haku, but it never really got there. Um, or maybe it was just like, like a friendship. The
1: big plot device is the power of love, but... You know, that's like a common thing in um, these types of movies. Uh, I feel like it couldn't have been there and uh, nothing probably would have changed. Right,
0: in the sense that uh, Haku is attacked by these paper mache birds. And, um,
1: he's a dragon, by the yeah, way. Yeah,
0: he's, he's a spirit dragon. And we actually find out that initially, early on that Haku... And this is why I wish Haku had more... Like, more. we knew more about him. Um, and maybe they didn't because it makes the reveal at the end better. That Haku says, I've known you since you were little. I'm like, wait a minute, What? You know, I'm thinking like, is this her dad? Is this like a brother that died when he was younger? Um, you know, like, because that's what I thought he was. I thought it was gonna be like her older brother that she doesn't remember because he died when he was young. Um, and uh, no, um, apparently, Chihiro fell into a river, uh, lost her shoe in the process, and uh, the, wa- the 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 water pushed her to the to the to the to the shoreline. And that was Haku, and it turns out his real name is the spirit of the Kohaku River. Like that's his that's his actual name, um, and and he can't he's been and he's
1: a tall drink of water. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and
0: he and he can't go back home because where his river was, they've demolished basically put like they've basically put apartment complexes over it, so it's not a river anymore. So he's pretty much stuck in uh, at least until the end of this movie serving under yababa as a uh, haku yeah um but god they're, they're just put this on like i feel like if you've never seen this before watch it i feel like if you've seen this before just like with Tyler, watch it like this is this is amazing this this is a this is spectacular
1: Yeah, this is still uh, probably one of my mandatory uh, watches for, like, animation in general. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you listening to this podcast? Go put this movie on, you dingus. Exactly.
0: Uh, Anything else you want to say before we go, buddy? I believe we covered everything. Okay. Uh, Well, next week, uh, we're getting a
1: pseudo-sequel, but not really. Um... We're getting the story that we were promised over in Whisper of the Heart back in
0: 1995. So that's a damn. That's a wait, Jesus. Um, So yeah, next week we'll be covering the Cat Returns, which we heard about this story in Whisper of the Heart. Now we're actually going to get to see it uh, with the same voice actors. I believe the person who plays the cat and the Duchess. um, I believe so.
1: Carry always. Let's go. Yes,
0: yes, as you wish. Malay, uh, as you wish, um, sorry, um, so there you go, we got, okay, so, just to run it down, we have The Cat Returns, then we have Howl's Moving Castle, which, god, I love, that's another one I, I've seen recently, it's really good, Tales from Earthsea, Ponyo, um, Secret World of Arieti, From Up on Poppy Hill, The Wind Rises, The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which I think that might be, like, a, a, short one, um, when Marnie was there, and then we end it with The Earwig and The Witch, which is their first CGI uh, movie. Um, okay. Uh, Tyler, please uh, tell the people where they can find you.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at hey Tie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home Attire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure.
0: And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy, and catch me live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy four. And, of course, go to, char- go to church.com for all our episodes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Until then, watch, watch Spirit Away. Dingus, just go watch it again.
1: I'm going to go take a bath now. Peace. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.